Welcome to the CB Cast, brought to you by Complete Body, bringing you the journey of business owners and sports people, as well as providing you with health and exercise tips to implement into your everyday life. We'll be cutting through the noise in the industry to give you the real facts. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CB Cast. Uh, on this week's episode, we have one of our members, our first female uh, to be on the show. So this lady today has been training with us for approximately two months and in that time she's managed to lose a massive 7.1% of body fat. Uh, she's a business owner, um, a sole operator. Today we have with us Miss Heidi Iza. Heidi, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. Really cool. Our pleasure, our pleasure. Ben, sorry guys, we got Ben with us too. Yeah, yeah. I'm here <laughs> Poor too. old I'm Ben, too, poor man. old Ben. <laughs> Forgot about him. Um, so Heidi, we'll just briefly, you've got a very interesting story and um, I sort of read through a bit of your history and super keen to chat yeah. today and find out more. Um just briefly, I suppose. So you're an only child. I am, yeah. From a, a sporting family. Yeah. Um, you've <laughs> said yourself that you weren't too sporty. Um, first question, you said your dad uh, ran fitness for sporting teams around Toowoomba. Yeah. What was it like to grow up in a sporting family when yourself you didn't feel too sporty? I guess I just I just didn't really know any different like um my parents were still really supportive of me like I guess they kind of wondered where I came from <laughs> but um <laughs> <laughs> I um from a really young age just like started dancing around the house I was really creative and very academic like always into reading and um really loved school so my mum just encouraged those things she put me into dance classes when I was three years old um yeah so I guess, and we used to go to like footy on the weekends. Um, we used to travel around for all of dad's games, but it was more of a social event for me than actually <laughs> being Probably interested. Probably him too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I just, I guess it didn't really phase me or anything. So Yeah, cool. Yeah. And, you know, for us, it's, um, we'll touch on, we'll talk a bit, little bit about um, your ballet and yoga as a mm. child, but, you know, exercise doesn't have to be in the way of sport that's for sure so yeah and not not being much of a dancer myself <laughs> but watching uh you know musicals and different things certainly you need to be fit to be a dancer so tell mm. us a little bit about um the ballet that you did and I guess your journey um in yoga and stuff as a child yeah so yeah like I said I started when I was three years old doing ballet um and then did like a bit of jazz and hip hop and those kind of classes. But ballet was my real love. Um, I was never going to be like a prima ballerina. I didn't have the body shape or the feet or hips or anything for it. Um, but I really loved it. And then so I was training at a studio in Highfields where I live and then um, moved into town. I think just before I started high school to kind of excel a bit more and did like my exams in Brisbane and um, all that kind of stuff and danced with a lot of girls who are a fair bit older than me. So I think it it helped me to push myself even more. Um, but yeah, I'm, I really loved it and it's given me so much now. Like I stopped when I was 17, um, but like the discipline, um, understanding how your body moves and works, how to carry yourself all of that I'm, I'm really grateful for. Yeah, cool. Mm. Definitely um, 
I've never been to the ballet, but I've seen it in movies and it certainly looks very demanding yeah. physically on your body, that's for sure. Yeah, I started point when I was, oh, I think I must have been about 13 and yep. yeah, my feet are still pretty wrecked from it. Really? <laughs> yeah, 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 I can imagine. Yeah, and then the yoga, yeah, I started when I was 12, there was just a little studio um, near home, I think the ladies were all about in their 60s and <laughs> I used to just go along and they'd all fall asleep during the um, during the Shavasana in the end and yeah, I um, I really enjoyed it. Yes, that's pretty cool. I've probably never heard of someone being interested in yoga at such a young age. What draw you towards that? Um, I guess maybe, yeah, because I wasn't really into your sports and I enjoyed my flexibility um, and yoga really benefited me in ballet as well like you have to be super flexible um and then I just found like as I was going I was sleeping better and it was just calmer so just kept kept going yeah super cool super cool I'm pretty excited to ask you this next little point I've got down Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah dance squad captain in year 12 (laughs) now I read dance squad and I'm like damn is this some kind of gang or <laughs> what tell us yeah, a, t- so tell funny. us a bit about dance squad yeah i love that because you sent through and asked for my junior sporting history and i was like <laughs> does does dance squad captain count it sure <laughs> does, it does yeah. um yeah so i went to st saviour's college and we used to like perform at nursing homes um events around toowoomba um we had musicals and those kind of things so um, I studied dance as a subject when I was in grade 11 and 12, yep. like counted to my OP and everything. Um, so yeah, I was made captain and I used to like choreograph our performances and run our rehearsals and everything. Awesome. Super yeah. cool. Very cool. Um, now, you've always been passionate about movement and mm. prioritising your health. Um, you've, you've tried a range or a different range of training styles. Mm. Um, what sort of stuff have you done? Yeah, well, I guess I kind of struggled a little bit when I left school and finished my ballet. Um, I went off to Brisbane and studied at UQ. So, um, yeah, exercise kind of just slipped for me a bit, um, especially like first year of uni. (laughs) Um, But I got back into it. There was like a gym at the residential college that um, I lived at. So I started training at the gym And then, yeah, over the years, like, as I moved around Brisbane, I've gone to different gyms. I've tried out boxing, powerlifting, a bit of, like, netball, indoor netball. Um, Yeah, and then, like, injuries and then health issues, like, have caused me to change here and there. Yeah. Mm. How did you enjoy the powerlifting? I've I've seen you in our strength classes (laughs) and you you quite enjoy doing the weights. I love lifting heavy. Like I think I've got quite strong legs. So yeah, I I love that feeling. Um, But I think the powerlifting wasn't the best for me because, you know, I kept getting injuries and wasn't really balancing it out with the cardio as well. Um, So yeah, I feel like now is a really good balance. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so sort of, you know, the stuff that we do, I guess you could say, is the strength and conditioning side of things. So do you sort of find that is a good balance now within yeah. like your body type and, and what you enjoy to do as well as, you know, the, the benefits of it mentally? Yeah, well? like I'm not a cardio fan, yeah. <laughs> but I find the classes like I, I push myself and I feel better afterwards for doing it. And I just find like my strength is increasing, but also I'm like fit as yeah. well. Well, getting fitter. Um, yeah, whereas the powerlifting, I was getting really strong, but like 
you know, I couldn't run without getting puffed kind of thing. So, yeah. yeah fair enough. I think we can both sympathise with you there in regards to we don't really like doing the cardio side of things, but yeah, yeah it's just <laughs> the aftermath that you feel pretty good on it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah. you just mentioned um, you've had some health concerns and some surgery. Mm. Um, do you want to go into a bit of detail yeah. around that? Yeah. So ever since a kid, like I always had bowel issues. I was in and out of hospital um, with different like bugs and just things not really knowing what was wrong with me. Um, I had a surgery um, on my rectum when I was um, in my early 20s and the doctors mentioned then that it was possible that I had Crohn's disease but they didn't really like look into it any further. I kept on having issues over the years but I didn't really think anything of it Um, and then it got really bad and I started getting like, um, like a heart palpitation So I went to the doctor and they investigated further. I was losing a lot of blood every time I went to the bathroom. Like, yeah, it was starting to get really bad. Um, So they sent me off to a gastroenterologist and I had a colonoscopy and they found the Crohn's disease then. So that was four years ago. Um, So, yeah, I've had ups and downs since then. I, After I was diagnosed, basically, they put you on to, like, just a standard treatment that they try for everything, everyone, sorry. So I went on to like immunosuppressants and a steroid treatment, which just did not work for me. And I just went downhill really quickly. Um, So after I failed that treatment, I was then approved to try a drug. It's like a, it's a biologic drug, which is like a low grade chemotherapy. Um, They tried it once for cancer patients, but it didn't work. But they found out that it works for Crohn's disease patients. Um, So yeah, I got approved to try that and they start you off on like a low dose and just um, you go into like the oncology ward. It's pretty horrible. But yeah. You get like a low dose each time just to get used to it. Um, and then by the time I was up to the full dose, I was basically in remission straight away. So that's been three years now. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it sort of, you know, sort of fixed it right up, do you, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. I've still had complications over the years. Um, like the drug is not... Um, I guess it has a lot of side effects and long-term consequences. Um, so it was never going to be like a quick fix. Um, but yeah, it's like, it was my miracle basically. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do, you, do you find, I don't sort of know too much about it, but um, like your diet and those types of things, you have to be quite careful yeah. with what you're eating. and. It's a really tough one. So Crohn's disease is an autoimmune disease. So it is your immune system attacking your bowel and it presents itself in like ulcerations and you can get them like from your bowel all the way through your digestive tract. So I was getting like ulcers in my mouth all the way down. Um, So it's never caused by food, but food can aggravate your symptoms um, and it's so different for everyone. Like some people just can't eat like legumes, for example, Um, but then other people are completely fine. For me, like my symptoms would swing between constipation and diarrhea. So I worked with a dietitian. Like if I was flaring one way, I'd have to eat like insoluble fibers, and if it was flaring the other way, it'd be soluble fibers. So I had to learn a lot about that kind of stuff. But once I went into remission, it's basically just like any inflammatory food. So no gluten, um, low dairy, um, not too much citrus because of the high acidity. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it's pretty manageable now. Okay. It was yeah. pretty cool info. Like, thanks for sharing it. You know, you hear people 
um, that do suffer from it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it'd probably give you some good education around around your nutrition, those types of things as well through that journey. Yeah, I spent a lot of time um, working with dietitians to try and get it right, like doing all the apps, recording all my food and my symptoms and everything. So yeah, I learned a lot. Yeah, and um, you and I were speaking this morning at the gym. Um, currently on a drug holiday. Yeah. Um, since October, la- October yeah. last year. Yeah. Give us a bit of info about about that. Yeah. So, like, my health was doing really well at the end of last year. Um, I've been doing a lot of work, like working with a kinesiologist, um, looking after myself a lot. So. We reached a point where my doctor said, okay, let's try a drug holiday. Um, yeah, like I said, obviously it being it's quite an intense drug with such long-term consequences, you don't really want to be on it forever. Um, so, yeah, we decided we'd try a break. For me, it's I'm trying to do this forever. For him, he's kind of like, you know, we'll try it for a few months or whatever. But I'm just trying to get my mindset really good about it. Um, so yeah, the treatment is every eight weeks. So I had my last one in October. Um, so yeah, I think I've missed one or two now. Yeah. Um, yeah, but hopefully I can stay off it. Yeah, cool. And you mentioned kinesiology and, um, you, you and I have spoken about it. How, how have you found like, um, or tell us about how you think alternate therapies have helped you with it? Yeah. So, um, a couple of years ago, I fell really ill. Obviously, being immunosuppressed, I would just catch everything that was going around. Um, and I caught this really bad virus. Um, I was off work, really sick, and I passed out and at home, woke up with my dog laying on top of me, and then rang the ambulance, went off to a hospital, and I was there for a week. Um, they really just couldn't figure out what the virus was. Like, had had every test, so they just pumped me full of antibiotics. And I was so sick from the antibiotics afterwards. Like I just kept going to the bathroom all the time. I was really fatigued. I couldn't concentrate at work. Um, So they just couldn't figure out what was wrong with me though. Like they thought maybe my Crohn's disease was flaring back up, but I had colonoscopies. They couldn't find anything. All my inflammation markers were really low. Um, So they basically just said, too bad. We don't know what's wrong with you. Like, yeah. So I didn't know what to do. Like the medical system wasn't supporting me I needed to start looking elsewhere and a friend mentioned kinesiology to me I'd always been a bit against it I think when I was first diagnosed you get so many people offering you like unsolicited health advice and everyone's yep, like yep. you know go try some breath work or meditate and you'll be fine <laughs> yeah. but um so I was always quite against it and just trusting in what my doctors were telling me but I just reached a point where I was so frustrated. So I tried kinesiology um, and yeah, it was amazing. Like they do the muscle testing to see what you're, what energy you're holding on to in your body. Um, so this kinesiologist that I went to found some past um, just relationship stuff that I was still holding on to helped me to clear it. And yeah, I was better just like that. Really? Al- yeah. Almost instantly? Yeah, it was basically like that weekend um like just feeling a bit off and then after that I was completely fine again and this was months after having symptoms yeah cool that's really cool we well Ben and myself and Jodie and I often talk about um 
the effects on your body that I guess emotional, holding on to emotional things, yeah, um, can have. So that's it's a it's a very cool story to reinforce. You yeah, know, definitely reinforce that point. Yeah, um, that's going to lead me sort of into. I guess Heidi Lou Design mm. and your story. Um, mm. Probably before we jump into the story of how Heidi uh, or what Heidi Lou Design is, mm. um, it's sort of, it, I guess it, we've touched on it a bit so far, but it's quite extensive and I find inspirational story for how you became uh, <laughs> a business owner. Um, can you share with us what led yeah. you down that path? So um, I never imagined that I would be a graphic designer. It never really crossed my mind at school or anything like that. I didn't think that I could draw. I was always very creative, but yeah, I wasn't really drawn to it or anything or didn't really know it was a possibility. Um, So after I finished school, I wanted to be a journalist. Um, So I went and studied journalism, realised it was not for me. I couldn't stick a microphone in people's faces when they were going through the hardest times in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so once I graduated from journalism, I studied public relations um, because I thought that might be a better field for me to go into and was lucky enough to land a job with the Queensland Police, um, which was amazing. It was such a dream job and got to work on some amazing campaigns, um, cases, investigations, helping police officers um, with their media strategies. All of that was really cool. Um, But I think about... Um, two years in, so I was diagnosed with the Crohn's in January um, and then I had that time trying to figure out the steroid treatments Um, and then in May my partner and I, we were together for seven years, uh, proposed to me and then in the June I found out that he was having an affair with a woman from work. Um, So yeah, that ended very quickly (laughs) and then it was about the same time that I went into remission as well, that I just started taking that drug. So here I was, single woman, <laughs> um, healthy for the first time in years and just like a world of possibilities kind of opened up for me. I went travelling, started like doing things for myself um, and got tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with tattoos. <laughs> um, life just beginning, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Spent a lot of time at the beach and like completely changed my friendship circle. Um, and then when I came back from traveling, it just work didn't really feel the same. It wasn't really fulfilled. I'd done some amazing things there, but it just wasn't the same. Um, and then I was falsely diagnosed with lupus on top of my Crohn's disease because I was having really bad joint pain due to a change in my medication. Um, and around that time, I went to visit my family's property because they were about to sell it. So it was just this theme in the air of like, you know, new beginnings, endings, all of that kind of stuff. Um, so I decided to study graphic design. I, um, it was just like at the time I was just thinking it would be a new skill set for me, might be able to help me with work or applying for other jobs, those kind of things. Um, but as soon as I started studying it, I just fell in love and, yeah, just really enjoyed it. So... Once I completed that and after I'd had that time in hospital, I just really craved being home with my family again and having that creative freedom as well. So I decided to quit the police and move back home to Toowoomba and start the business. Yeah, sure. So, like, it's funny looking back in hindsight, some pretty unfortunate um, events in your life, but 
you know, that's probably taken you to where you where you are today. So yeah, just sort of pushed in the in the direction, I suppose. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. I'm a massive believer that like everything happens for a reason, and all of these little events have like led me to where I am now or where I'm going in the future. Yeah, yeah it's pretty cool. So, yeah. you know, with your business, um, what are the big points that that draw you to you know running your own show? Oh, um, I think having worked in such a like masculine environment where everything had to be by the book through approvals, um, I wasn't really able to like spread my wings. Um, and just having that strict like working nine to five every day in a creative role, like it doesn't really make sense to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I get to now like pick and choose who I'm going to work with. Um, the kind of projects that I take on, um, how I structure my week, um, and also mainly that I get to prioritise my health as well. Like, yeah, I can go to the gym and structure my day around that. I can eat healthy foods at home and prepare them at home. Um, And then if I'm not well, then I can take that time off and restructure things around it. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. It, you know, that lifestyle and freedom is probably a big thing, especially with your Crohn's disease, to be able yeah. to manage that a whole lot better too. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, it's a big reason why I started my own business. Yeah, cool. Okay. Mm. Um, so, you know, keeping healthy in a busy schedule, um, how, like you just actually mentioned, you know, like when you're feeling, uh, feeling a bit off, you take that time for yourself. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> how do you implement the health side of things into a busy time? Yeah, it can be really tough, but um, with my client projects, I spread them out over a significant period of time. Like I I work with clients who want to work with me, basically not because of the timeline. So um, if if I do fall ill or I'm not feeling right, then I do have that luxury of being able to take a bit of time off and come back to it when I'm feeling well and more creatively inspired. Um, so yeah, I think just having that structure in place really helps. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, do you, do you feel like the, you know, keeping healthy mentally, obviously physically as well, um, you know, set you up to succeed better with your business as well? Yeah, definitely. I think like the first year of my business, I was probably, you know, I was trying to focus on getting healthy, but for me, that was not necessarily like trying to get stronger. It was just trying to get back to a point of health again, like going to the bathroom regularly basically and not being fatigued. Um, Yeah, so after that like first year getting back into the gym again, now I feel like I'm in a really good place and and going to the gym regularly and eating well is so important for me to be able to operate at my best as a business owner and also to feel creative. Like if I'm feeling tired and sluggish, sluggish sorry um and trying to come up with ideas for um branding or designs or whatever it's just it's just a block there whereas I can if I've had a tough day trying to come up with something come to the gym smash it out and you know feel really good afterwards then often I'll find the idea when I come home or vice versa if I have a morning session you know just get it off for the day and then my head's clear before I then go to work for the rest of the day yeah yeah. That's, that's awesome. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a quite a common thing that we hear and we're very passionate about that mental clarity. Yeah. Um, and I think it's not just being in business. It's 
it's just being in life, really. Um, what you can get yeah. out of exercise yeah. to help you mentally is huge. Yeah, and my body's been at the lowest of lows. So to feel it healthy and strong, like I try so hard not to take that for granted and really enjoy feeling healthy and strong. Yeah, can, can you tell us a bit about, so, you know, you've always, like you say, you've been um, at the lowest of lows with your health and your body. Tell us a bit about the appreciation that you have now, um, I guess, for just being able to live, not even necessarily move your body, but just live that healthy lifestyle or a normal lifestyle, I suppose. Yeah, it's um, oh, it's pretty, like, your health is everything, hey? Like, if you don't have that, if you can't get out of bed, like, or I don't know, you just don't have that energy or you can't move away from the bathroom, like... For me, my Crohn's disease has presented in my bowel but also in joint pain. So um, literally like couldn't get out of bed because of the pain, taking so many painkillers. Um, yeah, like to be in that place is really quite scary. So to be healthy is just, yeah, I try so hard not to take it for granted. Sorry, yeah. I'm getting teary. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. It's um. It's hard to like take yourself back there again too. I try not to do it like yeah definitely. a lot, but still like remaining grateful. Yeah, for sure. It's um, you know, to me, someone asked me the other day, you know, what is what is life or what is your health in life? For me, and um, for me, your health, and I probably haven't always lived by this, but your health is everything, really. Yeah. If you haven't got your health, well. Yeah. You haven't really got too much. Yeah, it's pretty scary. And I, I guess I'm lucky too. This has just come up in my head. But one colonoscopy I had, um, they found that I had precancerous cells. So they said basically in like 15 years probably I would have developed bowel cancer. So um, in a way I was like almost lucky that I had Crohn's disease because yeah. they found that so yeah. young. Um, but like hearing the C word is huge. And yeah. Yeah. Very scary. And we, we probably discuss a lot. You know, there's days that you don't want to train, um, that you don't want to exercise, but, you know, you, you've there's always something underlying that because our training and our nutrition and everything is so beneficial for our body, um, you know, those those trigger points that you can always call back on, like yours, thanks for sharing some, you know, pretty, pretty behind-the-doors information. It's, yeah. I'm sure it's going to help some other people by listening to it. But, mm. um, you know, finding those things for yourself, it's always – It'll be a driver for you, just the way you speak and how positive you are. It's yeah. a driver for you to be able to to lead that healthy lifestyle, and yeah. then in turn, you know, because you're in a, such a creative career, that really accentuates that as well. Yeah, like it's just everything. Life in general, like life is short. Like when you get news like that, like you know, we shouldn't really hold back. I guess like even things like before I was diagnosed, I used to hate going to the beach and being like in a bikini or a swimming togs just to like wear board shorts or whatever. Like who cares, you know, yeah. life yeah. is short. We're grateful to have the bodies that we have that can move and do the things that we want to like enjoy the beach where your swimmers like get in the water. Like, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. 100%. Great yeah. Outlook. yeah. Um, okay. So here's your chance. Heidi Lou Design. <laughs> Tell us about your business and, uh, Give it a plug, basically. Okay, cool. This is the more fun stuff to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So I design branding for female-led businesses. So I get to work with some pretty amazing women. Um, 
a few from Toowoomba and then all over Australia as well because my work is mostly online. So I get to work with people and overseas as well. I've had a few New Zealand clients. Cool. Um, Yeah, so basically like the businesses that I work with, they're – you know, they may have been in business for a couple of years. They've had like a DIY logo, you know, when you're just starting out and you're just yep. not really sure where so you're going. Sort of startup businesses, a lot of your work? Um, a mix between startup and then businesses that are yep. a couple of years down the track. Yep. Yeah. So I come in and give them a full brand identity. So we go in deep to like who their ideal client is, their values, what their business stands for, their mission, where they want to take the business as well. And I come in and like go through right um, like their color palette, their typography, their brand design patterns, graphic elements, all of that kind of stuff. Get everything looking really schmick and consistent, um, and that just helps them to up level in business and grow and reach their market. Cool. What yeah. what is it about graphic design that you love? <laughs> I think, like I said, like I'm I've always been really creative, but like I never thought I could draw or anything like that until I got into graphic design school and I learned that I could draw with a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. That's I just, good. That's cool. My teachers were quite amazed. They were like, you did this with a mouse. But, yeah, I don't know. I just find it so much easier to be able to draw with a mouse. And, yep. um, yeah, I just I love the creativity of it. I love trying to find the solution as well. Like graphic design is quite strategy-led, so it's coming up with – what the problem is and how we're going to visually solve that problem. Um, so, yeah, I just really enjoy it. And then um, I get to design some pretty cool things and then also work on some personal projects. And, like, the end of last year I had a lot of people asking if they could have some of my designs printed to go up in their homes. So this year I'm releasing my first art collection. Awesome. Yeah. Pretty, hum- pretty humbling for people to approach you. Yeah, it's pretty um pretty cool to see your designs up in someone's home, like when they yeah. send you a photo, like yeah, I think that's really special. And a lot of my designs are around like that female empowerment kind of message as well. So for them to have that reminder in their homes every day, I think it's really cool. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. That's yeah. very awesome, mm. very awesome. Um you're definitely doing doing good good things. Um so from give us your perfect client or perfect job as a graphic designer oh that's such a tough one um and actually I was just talking about this on my Instagram today because I do a lot of passion projects like I'll come up with a a brief for a client that I'd love to work with and then just create the brand and I find that that attracts the kind of clients that I want to work with and I've just had one today I sent off a quote um because this business have found me online um, someone recommended them to me and basically the made up brand that I created like is their business. Wow, cool. Yeah, which is pretty amazing. Um, uh, so I don't know, I work with women from all different fields. I love like um, clothing design, like lingerie design. Um, I've had like a cake designer, a kid's um, toy store. Yeah. Quite diverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but really it's just... It's about having women that I guess have been on a similar pathway to me and they want to step into their power and be able to create something for themselves that gives them that lifestyle where, you know, you're not just working for someone else and you get to shape your life and 
live on your terms basically they're the kind of women that I love to work with and for me to be able to help in that process is just massive yeah awesome you're offering um I guess a lot of women empowerment for what they want to do yeah exactly and your why like we we talk about why we do it and why we are in business that's the most important so yeah your sounds like it's you know pretty high on the passion level Definitely. So, yeah, you're bound to bound to be successful with it. Oh, thank it's you. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Find yeah. something you love and you'll never work That's a day it. in your exactly. life. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> cool. All right. Now, we've just got a few questions. Okay. Um, short and sharp. Who is your idol? Oh. Oh, oh, this is a really tough one because I, fi- I find that I, I try not to idolise someone I don't know this. Okay, this one's a little bit corny. Um, don't judge me, but I really, Never. I really love Lady Gaga. Yeah, um, cool. Her Netflix documentary because she had an auto. Well, she has sorry, an autoimmune disease, yep. and for her to have done what she's done with an yep. autoimmune disease is incredible. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I I'm nearly had a Lady Lady Gaga tattoo, but wow. <laughs> I refrained. You should be <laughs> a pretty creative woman, Lady Gaga. Yeah. So yeah. You can have worse tattoos. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that documentary. It's, yeah, uh, did it's you like it? Yeah, it's yeah. really good. Yeah. It's yeah. really good. All right. Um, favourite food or cheat meal? Chocolate. What sort of chocolate? Oh, just good old like, plain Cadbury milk chocolate. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, but any kind really, just not mint. I'm not a mint fan. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Really? Yep. Tim Tams? Well, no, because I'm gluten-free. Oh. Yeah, I would if I could, but yeah. Yeah, mm. all right, cool. <laughs> okay. Best gym in Toowoomba? Complete body, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but what, seriously, what was, like, what was that, sorry? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm seriously loving the training with you guys and I feel like I've finally found something that's like sustainable and that I really enjoy and it's giving me really good results as well. Yeah, awesome, that's cool. Um, and the last one, asking everyone this and – I'm sitting here and I thought before, I'm like, this is probably a dumb question. Heidi probably doesn't eat any of either of these. Is this the peanut butter uh, question? Yeah. Peanut butter and <laughs> jam or peanut butter and honey? I don't eat them. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, folks. It's we still on the fence. We still haven't got to the bottom of it. I literally just had one before we came down here. <laughs> peanut butter and honey is good. good. I just don't s- – I occasionally have a little bit of peanut butter, um, but not mixed with jam or honey. Yeah, okay. No. Right. Maybe it's just Sorry. a mean bend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we'll c- yeah. for everyone out there, we're going to stay on the search. We're going to solve this question. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Can't give you an <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Heidi, thank you very much for being with us today. Your, um, your story is truly inspirational. Thank and you. Um, we really appreciate your honesty and, you know, delving into the emotional side of things um and sharing that personal side with us so no thank you for having me yeah cool we we uh we wish you nothing but success and good health um for everyone out there have a good day we hope you enjoyed listening to heidi eiser thanks for listening we appreciate your support check us out on instagram facebook or head over to the website completebody.com.au